0: Human connection is imperative to our own personal growth. One of the best ways to accelerate learnings is to get out of your normal environment and surround yourself with like-minded people who support your growth. In February, 2023, seven lucky people will be joining me at a self-expression retreat in the beautiful coastal town of Torquay in Victoria, Australia you could be one of them staying at a gorgeous hampton style home in your own private room you will enjoy luxury five-star accommodation with our own personal top chef you can take a dip in a plunge pool or take a quick walk to the stunning beachfront this retreat is all about self-expression tapping into the different sides of your personality that may have been dormant for a while or maybe you didn't even know existed. You will have experiences like no other retreat you've been to. From leadership with horses, silent walks, cooking, MasterChef experience, an art class, a lifestyle photography session where you take away a beautiful photo of yourself. We have an awards night where you dress up and we even have karaoke. And it wouldn't be a retreat without a massage at a day spa. Now the self-expression workshops will help you challenge any limiting beliefs and support you in becoming the new upgraded version of yourself. Interested? Contact me at jj at janellejohnston.com.au. So that's the letter J-J at Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N.com.au for more information. Welcome to Be Your Own Best Coach with JJ. Today, what I want to talk about is time to reinvent yourself. Have there been times that you think, I really would love, I would really love for my life to be different. I would really love for me to create something different and to be different. I love, I love when I think about, reinventing yourself you have the free will to transform who you are in an instant decision today you can be someone different than you were yesterday you can create an even better version of you you just need to decide what that looks like and commit to making it happen so today what i want to talk about is how can we get there? If we look at where we are in our life, who we think we are, we might think about our identity of who we think we are. We might look at our environment. We might look at our values or our beliefs. But all of that encompasses where we are right now in our world. Now, some of us might be really happy with everything in our world, but most of us would like to create some change to make things better, to be that better version of ourself. And today what I want to talk about are the logical levels of thinking. Now, the logical level, levels of thinking was created by psychologist Robert B. Diltz. And I might have a little bit of a slant on this, but I want to talk about these logical levels. Because I think there's so much power in knowing how to create change. And I think these logical levels are going to help us do that. So there's six levels of change. So if we think about these levels as a pyramid or a ladder, however you want to go, down the bottom on the base of this pyramid, would be level one, which is your environment. So your environment, so what's around you, what's outside of you is your environment. The when and the where, where you're going to do something, when you're going to do something. It's where your opportunities lie or where your constraints lie. But your environment that you live in makes a huge difference to the results that you get and to the person that you are and who you become. So level one down the bottom is the environment. The next level that we're going to talk about today is the second level, which is behavior. The what, what do we do? What behaviors do we do? What habits and actions do we take? So it can be the actions or the reactions in life. You know, what are we reacting to? What is our behaviour? Level three, the next level up, are the skills, the how, how we do stuff. Are we competent or are we incompetent in these skills? What skills do we need to achieve the stuff that we want to achieve in life and what skills do we need to become a better version of ourselves? So what are we incompetent in that we need to now become competent in and explore that? Then we go to the next level up, which is our values and our beliefs. The why. Why do we do what we do? Are our values and beliefs serving us? Are they serving our purpose? Are they moving us forward? Or... Are they not serving us? Are they holding us back for the life that we really want to achieve? And the next level up is identity. Now, identity is a big one, and that's level five. Identity is a big one because that is who we think we are. Who we think we are the desired person that we want to be in comparison to the person that we undesire to be and the next level up is the big one which is the purpose or your spirituality it's the who else and what the, the really big picture and that big picture is either unfulfilling leaves us stuck, leaves us lacking direction, or it's fulfilling, it's clarity, it's focus, it's a clear path. So those six levels we can play around with in regards to who we want to be, how we want to be moving forward in our life. And the interesting thing is each level has the cons and the pros, but they all relate to each other. So you can look at a problem in your life and you can say, where is that problem on that scale? Is it my, do I need to change my environment? Is it the skills? I really need to get a skill set to help me with that problem. Is that I really got to start changing my identity? And they all link with each other. And that's the power of these logical levels of thinking. So I want to do a quick overview of what these are. So if we go to the environment again, the one down, the platform down below, that environment, the external conditions, if you ever, I'll ask you the question, have you ever moved house or or changed job? Now, when you've moved house, I know because I've moved a few times now that I notice changes in all of those levels that I'm talking about because when you change your environment, you suddenly are in a different space. You're in a different place. Your garden might be different. Your garden might be better. It could be worse. You could live near the beach. You may not live in the beach anymore. You could be in the country rather than the city. You then have, go to different shops than you did before. You may even have new friends that you didn't have before. You might associate with different people. So your environment changes. You might get into a brand new home and suddenly you go, wow, it's nice and fresh. It's tidy. It's not cluttered like my old home. And your environment changes how you feel and how you behave and 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 how you who you think you are so again it goes up the scale your environment matters i know for me we're going into a new house very shortly we've been building for a while and i know and i've got this i have this vision we're renting at the moment while our house was being built and our new home is right near the beach like literally four minutes walk to the beach it's right there and i'm so excited because i often say the beach is my happy place and knowing that i'm going to be so close to the beach i know the environment is going to change how i feel And even my behaviour, because I'm going to want to be at that beach. So for me to be at the beach, I've got to walk to that beach. And once I'm at that beach, I want to walk more. So I'll be walking more, possibly. So my behaviour suddenly changes from the environment that I'm in. I have new neighbours that I've just met. So I'll have new friends that I'm going to create relationships with. I have different stores that I'm going to. I can walk to the supermarket. I can walk to the coffee shop if I like. Whereas where I'm renting, I can't do that. So maybe what I might be doing is taking my laptop to the coffee shop and doing some work at the coffee shop. I don't know. But my behaviour might be changed because of the environment that I'm in. I may walk more because I love the area. So therefore my fitness might come up. My identity may change. I may be a walker. I may become a runner because of the environment that I'm in. Our environment matters. So I want you to think about your environment right now, where you live, where you do business, who you hang around with, the people you hang around with. Are they empowering you and moving you forward or are they disempowering you? The clients that you work with, they're part of your environment are you loving the clients if you've got your own business are you loving your clients that you're working with even the pets that you have i know my little dog henry makes me laugh every single day so he's part of my environment and so if i've had a challenged day he can always make me laugh he can always give me love and it's part of my environment the garden the nature getting out into nature, all of that matters. So look at your environment and see if it's in line with where you want to go. And if it's not, what can you do to make the environment more in line with your vision? Have you got clutter in your house that you need to declutter so that you can think straight? that you can feel organized? Do you need a garden? Do you want to, even if you've got a small space outside, can you get some pot plants and grow some herbs to create a beautiful place and a nice little chair that you can sit outside in the garden? Are there people in your life that you want to bring in? Are there people in your life that you want to say goodbye with love? Your environment matters. It's part of the basis of our logical levels of thinking. And it affects all the other levels. Now, the next level, behaviors, again affects all the other levels. How we behave, the actions we take, and the reactions that we have. How do we behave? It could be all the habits that we have. What are the habits that we have on a daily basis that are serving us or not serving us? And what are the consistent emotions? Now, if you've done logical levels of thinking, you're probably thinking the emotions don't come into it when other people have said about logical levels of thinking. But for me, it does because You can consistently have emotions that show up for you. And so part of your behavior, you can consistently be doing anger. You can be consistently doing sadness. You can be consistently doing depression or loneliness. Or you can be consistently doing happiness. You can be consistently doing inspired. You can consistently be doing energetic or focused our behaviors matter our day-to-day things that we do and experience matters from making our bed in the morning i remember seeing a youtube clip i can't remember who it was i think it was some guy in the army some of you will be listening and going yeah i know who that was i think it was an army guy or something like that you can google it It's about making your bed in the morning. Now you think, well, that's not a big thing. Why is that important? Well, if you make it a standard of making your bed every morning, you've already achieved one thing. So you wake up and you have achieved that one thing in the morning by making your bed. And it's a tick of achievement. And then it's organisation and it's standard that you have made for yourself. So what is your making your bed moment? What standards are you setting yourself in regards to your behavior that you can change in an instant today that's going to make your life and create that life that you want to create? The next level I want to talk about is skills, the how. You can be competent or not competent in your skills. If you think, if you're somebody that's, and I'm coaching a beautiful lady at the moment who had been an employee for a long, long time and she was at a very, very high level, very well known in the industry and extremely skilled in what she does. She's now moved into her own business. Now, the skills, there's a lot of skill sets that are coming that she's taking from being an employee and being at a high level. However, there's also a lot of new skills that she must learn because she's not an employee anymore. She's a business owner. So she needs to upskill in the areas that she needs to upskill in to become that business owner. And again, this this affects your identity, right? And so she needs to be able to firstly have awareness, self-awareness and identify what skills that she needs to develop to become the person that she wants to become. So that self-awareness is key. The self-awareness of your strengths that you've already got and your self-awareness of your areas of development. You know, what courses do you need to take or want to take to upskill? What books do you need to read? What mentors do you need to have? What what coach do you need to coach you in that area? And who should you outsource stuff to? Because we can look at skills and one skill is outsourcing or delegation, I should say. So if you've got your own business, who do you need to outsource and be really aware of the skills that are needed in your business and not all of those skills are going to be the skills that you have. So you may want to outsource these skills for your business. So it's the level of importance to develop, to develop, not what feels good because sometimes... Stuff that you need to develop doesn't feel good. (laughs) So it might be so, oh, you really don't like this part of your business or your life or you don't really like, you know, you you don't really want to develop the skill of how to run, but you want to be a runner. So uh, so it's all about you're looking and saying, well, if I want this so much, not everything's going to feel good when I'm achieving it. So really looking about what is important to you, what skills you need to develop, and then going for it. Now, the next level is the values and beliefs, the why. Now, we all have values. I've spoken about values and beliefs a lot in my podcast. But we have values and beliefs that serve us. They serve our purpose. They serve where we want to go. And then we have values and beliefs that don't serve us, that don't serve our purpose. And sometimes it's really challenging to even see what those values and beliefs are until someone else holds a mirror up and shows you exactly what they are and how they're not serving you. And so it's really important to take an assessment of what your values and your beliefs are. So you look at your values and it's an easy way to see your values is where you spend your time and your money. That's an easy assessment because that will tell you your values straight up most of the time. Now, I know if you see someone that's really fit, they're so fit. They're always maybe they're running and they're eating well. And you see them and they are just the walking, talking epitome of health. (laughs) Now, I'm sure if you ask them, what do you spend your money on? And they went through their money, their little statement, and they looked through. It would probably be organic food. Could be supplements. It could be health magazine. All this stuff to do with health. Running magazine, running club, all that sort of stuff. And where do they spend their time? They're, they're thinking they've scheduled in their runs. They're scheduled in a run that they're going to you know, run some marathon coming up. They make sure they spend the time to go to the farmer's market where there's organic produce. Where you spend your time and your money shows you where your values are. Now, sometimes I see people who say what they want but their values aren't aligning to what they're saying they want. And I see them even on Facebook and I see where they're spending their time and their money. And it's completely different to what they're saying they want. So our values and our beliefs must line up. Now, our beliefs, that's something we see as true and that becomes part of us. I often get my clients to write a list, and you can write a list right now if you want, of different sentences. And the sentence might start with money is, and then you fill out the rest. Life is, and you fill out the rest. I am. Relationships are. Men are. Women are. Now, when you fill out those sentences, it tells you a lot about what your belief systems are, you know, what life is. If you say life is hard, life is is hard, then that's a belief that you formed. If you say relationships are difficult, and then that's a belief that you have about relationships. Men are, and you could say whatever you think men are, and that is the beliefs that you have when you're finishing those sentences. Now, when you look at those sentences, I want you to ask yourself, are you happy with keeping that belief? And is that belief serving you going forward to where you want to go? Or do you need to shake it up? Because if these values and beliefs, if they're not serving your purpose, then you need to shake it up. Now, I'm already hearing you guys are probably saying, well, how do I shake that belief up if it's not serving serving me? One of the things I often ask myself, is that true? Is it really true, that belief? And the thing is, when we have a belief, we have so much evidence that it is true because we've gathered evidence, right? My husband who smokes, who has smoked for a very, very long time, believes You know, if I say about smoking, he'll say all this evidence of why smoking is something that he doesn't want to give up. So he'll say stuff like it relaxes me, it de-stresses me, it makes me feel good, all those sorts of things. And I enjoy it, he'll say, right? So for him to stop that smoking that behavior again link it to behavior for him to stop that behavior he needs to shake up his beliefs his values because his value can't be health when you smoke you might say it's health but overall it's not a strong value of health because you wouldn't smoke if it was so how do you shake that up it's by saying is it really true is it really true it's smoking that relaxes you or is it the breathing and stopping that relaxes you and you start to shake it up you get evidence against that value For a time, I would coach people in regards to smoking. And the first thing I would say is I want you to research all the crap about smoking. Like I want you to like lap it up. I want you to look at all that horrible shit that smoking does for you. I want you to see the deaths. I want you to see all the diseases that it creates. I want you to look at how it affects your eyes, how it affects your teeth, how it affects your blood, how it affects everything And I want you to do that before we have our first session. And then they've got all these evidence against what they're doing. And they pile it up and pile it and stack it and stack it and stack it. So that's how we can shake up a belief. Because we've already got our belief. We've already got evidence to ourselves that it's true. Because we've gathered it for many years. And if it's not serving us, we've got to now get evidence to say it's not true. And we've got to shake that that old belief up so we just talked about values and beliefs and now what i want to talk about is your identity which is who you think you are and i want to ask yourself is it the desired person or the undesired person who are you who are you often we say a really simple answer and sometimes we relate it to our job. We might say, "I'm a nurse," "I'm a lawyer," "I'm a doctor," "I'm a janitor," "I'm a carpenter." But that isn't who you are. That's the title of a job. That's the only part of who you are. You're so much more than that. You're a brother, a mother, a sister a niece, an auntie, are you kind, are you creative, are you sporty, are you smart, you're so much more, you're so multidimensional. So who do you see yourself as? Now, you could see yourself as a smoker, a drinker, a party animal. You could see yourself as shy, depressed, a loner, a couch potato, or sometimes people say, I'm just a mum. I'm highlighting the just a mum. Or are you a non-drinker, a health fanatic, insatiable learner, a go-getter, a problem solver, a family man, a runner, a passionate cook? I don't know. Who are you? How we identify ourselves is so important. When you're saying, I'm just a mum or I'm just a dad, you're diminishing all the parts of you. Being a mum or a dad is an amazing achievement. We're not just anything. So take away that just right now. But you are multifaceted. And when you language who you think you are, you're embedding it even more. So make sure how you language and the thoughts you have in your mind of who you think you are is serving you. Cuz I don't know. If if I was saying who am I? Oh, I'm a drinker or I'm a smoker. Maybe they don't that doesn't serve me. I don't want to be that or I'm a loner. Maybe that that doesn't suit me either. Maybe it serves you, I don't know, but it doesn't serve me. And definitely when people say, I'm depressed, that's, that wouldn't be serving me if I said that. Often I've had clients that have come to me and have said, hi, and they'll say, what's your challenges? And they'll say, I'm depressed. And I'll say, hi, I'm depressed. My name's JJ. And we have a bit of a laugh about it. But I, I do it with intention to shake up their thoughts around that because they're saying that's who they think they are. And that isn't who they are, ever. It's separate from them. So our, do- our identity is multifaceted. There's so many ways that we can look at who we are. And it's important to be diverse and multifaceted because if we hone in on one part of our identity, then if we lose that then that's where we have an identity crisis because there's like, I've got nothing else to Like, that's who I am. If, if suddenly you're an athlete, if you're an athlete and you're a well-known athlete and that's what you've been doing and that's who you're known for and that's really strong part of your identity and you really haven't explored other sides of yourself and then something happens and you can't be that athlete anymore then that's when people go, well, who am I? So we've got to make sure we're multifaceted with who we are. We're not just an athlete or a CEO or a mother, a father or a sister. We can be a cook, an artist, a nature lover, a friend. We can be a Christian. Whatever you are, make sure you're multifaceted and diverse. And and it is challenging changing up that identity. I, you would have known the story. It's been, gee, over four years now. I don't know exactly how long it's been when I decided that I wouldn't drink alcohol anymore. And I fell into that, interesting enough, because... Now I was the girl that I was the you know Friday drinks girl and you know I'd get on social media and say cheers or it's red wine time or and being a passionate cook that I am, it was part and parcel of cooking and having that whole experience, and I love to travel and was so part of my identity of who I thought I was. In fact, it was like I would never ever think that I would ever not drink wine because it was just part of who I thought I was you know over four years ago I decided just to give it up for a month and what I learned about myself was so impactful because I learned that it was really highlighted to me that when maybe i had a challenging day that i would think oh i need a glass of wine and then i didn't like that i was like why it's a liquid drink and it's this temptation that's telling me when i've had a hard day to have this liquid drink why it's only a liquid drink why can't I deal with the day on my own? And it was just really some really highlighted moments in my mind. And I'm thinking, I don't want to rely on anything to deal with my emotions. And then I found the difference of going to events or and the social side of it, how people, you know, I remember one of my friends said, oh, you're going to be no fun. And I'm like, Really? <laughs> That's who I am, I'm fun I'm fun with a with a wine or without a wine like that's who I am. Drinking a liquid doesn't change me it's like this this liquid doesn't make me any less fun. I'm fun. that's my middle name <laughs> but and so it was really interesting to get other people's ideas of. You know, or they'll say, you know, why don't you just, just have a little just a cocktail, just one cocktail won't hurt one cocktail. And I'm thinking, why? And so I really went on this journey of really highlighting the fact that I don't know if that's who I want to be anymore. But the interesting thing was that I couldn't language out of my mouth, I couldn't language there was this distress. Grepancy here. I couldn't language out of my mouth that I'm a non-drinker. Because a little part of me wanted to hold on to that identity that was there for so long. And so I never said it. I would say something like, I'm not drinking at the moment. Because I hadn't stepped into the new identity of who I was going to be. And so that's why it was challenging for me to say those words because there was a conflict of who I thought I was. And so I had to go through that journey, that tug of war, in regards to being a non-drinker. And then when I started... I mean, I started to say I'm a non-drinker. No, I don't drink alcohol. And then more and more I said it, the more I stepped into it, the more I'm like, hey, yay! I'm not. I'm not a non-drinker. I'm never going to stop. And then it's more determined. It's like I'm never going to touch alcohol again. It's just it's not me. That's not who I am, right? And so that's when that identity changes. But that, that sometimes that com- conflict can happen when you're on the journey and notice it so who is it that you want to be who do you identify as being and who are you now and who's that new version of you in the future and again looking at those logical levels of thinking what levels do you need to change the environment the behavior the skills your values your beliefs and who you think you are your identity and the last one on that triangle is your purpose or your spirituality. Now, your purpose can either be unfulfilled, you might feel stuck, you might lack direction, or you can feel fulfilled, focused, have clarity, and you know the path that you want to go on. It's so important to have our purpose and our sense of where we want to go and our our legacy. Now, our purpose is outside of ourselves. It's not about us. It's about helping others, the bigger picture, your legacy, what drives you, your faith, your meaning, your life mission. What is that? Are you clear on that? Do you know what a difference you want to make in the world? And have you got a really clear direction of what that looks like and how you're going to do it? And again, it affects all those different levels. Your purpose, if you, you look at your purpose and you think, this is where I want to be, you then look down at all of those different levels and start to think, well, where is it that I need to shake it up and change? Do you need to change that environment? Do you need to change certain habits in your behaviour? Do you need to change your upskill? Do you need to look at your values and beliefs? Do you need to look at who you think you are? And do you need to get clearer with your purpose? So, these levels, these six levels, can be really telling. They can really help you in achieving that reinvention of yourself. And I don't think that we ever stop evolving. You know, that's what nature's about. If you stop evolving, you stop growing, then that's when you start dying. And we've always got to be reinventing growing always moving having that movement in our lives and the great thing is it's never too late to reinvent yourself you know so i don't know who's listening my mum's 95 years of age there is never ever a time when you can't reinvent yourself you can be a different person today than you were five seconds ago or yesterday, or from your past does not dictate your future, you can change it in an instant. My question to you is, who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? Start with your purpose and then look at all of those other levels. So I trust that that has been helpful for you guys. And I'm excited to, and I'd love you to send me an email and a message through my social media platforms and let me know, how did you go? How did you reinvent yourself? What decision did you make right now that's going to change your life going forward? And what levels in the logical thinking are you going to be honing in on to do that? Now, for some of you, and I know there's a lot of clients that listen to, current clients that listen to my podcasts, but even if you haven't, even if you're not my client, and you have just been experiencing some of my work, I have a wonderful opportunity for those that want to explore this even more. I've got a self-expression retreat coming up on the 7th, 8th, and 9th of February in 2023 so next year and it's at Jan Jark which is in Victoria Australia right near the beach now this is a beautiful house that we're staying in it's a Hampton style home beautiful white glorious home that we're staying in and this self-expression retreat is everything that I've been talking about how do we Reinvent ourselves. And so at the retreat, everyone has their own beautiful, spacious, gorgeous room because it's all about making sure we have a beautiful time and that you have some privacy as well in those times. But these three days are jam packed with some amazing stuff. We're doing some workshops on who you are, who you think you are now. And then we're going to do the following day, we're going to go. Who are you now? We're going to bust out of all of those different areas that maybe you thought, I don't want to be that anymore. We're going to do some really great experiences. Now, it's very easy to logically talk about all this stuff, but it's about putting things into action and doing these experiences that then really tap into all of these key areas. And so what's going to happen is that we have two, we're going to have two teams and you're going to be competing with each other on different activities. And so we're going to have things like a master chef experience. Uh, we're going to do this amazing program where we work with horses. It's called Leadership with Horses. And your your coach for the day is your horse. Uh, we're not riding horses, we're just doing different experiences with horses. And the horses will teach you a lot about how you communicate. We've got art classes, a beach walk, we've got campfire time, journaling, we do stuff like karaoke and we dress up, and everything is strategically created for transformational change. It's not that we're just going to get a dress, have a dress up just for the fun of it. No, everything is strategically done so that you can have that transformational change that you want at the end of the retreat. We also have a beautiful massage time at the end of our our day. We have a silent walk, beach walk, which is amazing, which you'll learn a lot about yourself. And we also have a photographer that's going to take photos, lifestyle photos of you that you can use in your business or you can keep them for your personal Um, Enjoyment, so we're gonna have such an amazing time. So if you are interested in that, there are only in total there are only seven spots available for the retreat. One's already taken, so we have now six spots available. If you are interested, message me at my email jj as in the letter jj at Janelle Johnston j a n e l l e j-o-h-n-s-t-o-n.com.au or go to my website and just press the contact me button at uh, www.janellajohnston.com.au if you're interested in that amazing retreat coming up next February. So I want to finish off. I want to finish off this time to reinvent yourself with a quote. From Tony Robbins. Life is a gift and it offers us the privilege, opportunity and responsibility to give something back by becoming more. I'm going to say that one more time before I leave. Life is a gift and it offers us the privilege, opportunity and responsibility to give something back by becoming more. Thanks, guys. I'll see you on my next podcast. Did you find this podcast of value? If so, I would love you to give it a five-star rating. And if you know anyone that would benefit from listening to this podcast, please feel free to share the love.